Dang. Do you gotta go pee when we're done? are you i don't know why i'm whispering that how are you doing on this evening of evenings or this day of day whenever you listen to this thomas i'm doing pretty good how are you i see dead people i don't see dead people you're very much alive full of uh zubrance and piss and vinegar piss and and that's where i was going it goes zubrance verve piss vinegar that's the that's the hierarchy of needs i think or hierarchy of uh deeds i but mostly vinegar mostly vinegar but vinegar is not bad no I it probably could it, maybe in the future vinegar is going to fuel race cars but right now uh, we got a mix of electricity and petrol i think Ooh. is what was what the uh, the chef ordered for these cars brian you have become an f1 connoisseur as it were you're in Haas country if you mm. folks remember from a few months ago the vitriol that Bryant would roll his eyes anytime I brought up F1 on or off pod would make you think his ro- eyes would roll right out of his head. But now it looks like the undertaker, right? Coming out of the Undertaker. but now you're like the undertaker come out of the casket in the famous GIF where now anytime someone says an F1 race is on, that's when you come out of the casket. You're boom. like, boom, let's go. Let's go. So, um, a question that you asked over the weekend, and I want to see if you found the answer. Well, it wasn't a question. It was a comment. You've watched a few races now, and your comment was, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> so we're in a group chat. We're in the Ryan, Brian, 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 and Thomas group chat. And it turns into an F1 chat for about four of us. I think Brian Lepik is like, eh. Uh, I don't think I need to get involved. Yeah. Um, but what over the weekend was the Dutch Grand Prix, where that Dutch son of a bee sting won. Uh, what did you think of the race? What are you thinking of watching F1 so far? I'm I'm enjoying F1. Um, I don't understand. So my frame of reference with racing is NASCAR. Mm, yeah. I used to, I watched a lot of NASCAR when I was a kid. Um, and so like, I kind of understand or did, I mean, I've probably forgotten a lot of it cause I haven't watched a NASCAR race in years. Um, but there's a lot more going on in an F1 race than there really is a NASCAR race. Like the like pit strategy and like the different strategy with all the different kinds of tires. And, uh, you know, I, I still don't completely understand like, Ryan, I know, made made a point about like pit times and like when people chose to pit. And I was like, wait, why would that? And then he like wrote about a paragraph and a half, like explaining. <laughs> it was a short text. Yeah, it was a short text. Uh, what was going on there and, and why it mattered. And I was like, oh, OK, that, that kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't say I completely understand like the ends because I think like any sport, right, it takes repetition. It takes watching it like. I mean, I still don't understand all the intricacies of soccer by any Uh means, but, you know, have no problem uh, getting on every week to talk about it because, you know, I'm a white male and people need to know what I think about things. I don't think people get enough chances to hear our opinions on things. Uh, We're very underrepresented, I think, in a lot of spaces. Yeah, that's what it Um, is. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I think what I enjoy so the gateway was having you guys talk about uh, F1 drive to survive on Netflix, 
which mm-hmm. I feel like has been like a huge gateway drug for a lot of people with F1 over the last few years. Um, and watching it reminded me, I think, partly of why I love like pro wrestling almost because it's very like colorful and there's all these characters and personalities and egos and just like mm-hmm. you know it's it, it's a lot of fun there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of storyline like it's kind of also like the premier league from the standpoint of like the same few teams generally win everything yeah but there's a ton of other storylines you can kind of pay attention to with kind of the mid table clubs and then like the relegation clubs and there's all kind of different little things you can kind of latch on to um depending on you know what you like so it's i'm enjoying it so far i think i'll enjoy it more as i continue to like kind of figure out what's really going on with some of the strategy because that's where i tend to enjoy some things but so far so far so good yeah that's great because we um i i've been watching it at home but it's going to charlotte that was the first time i went out to watch it and then me and the fight in brian lenoy we decided to go out one sunday and watch it because land grant um, nectar of the gods here in columbus ohio mm-hmm. the bre- local brewery uh they air all the f1 races so brian and i are like okay race starts at nine all right we'll meet you they'll meet you there like 8 45 ish we'll get there we'll sit in the beer garden it's a nice day for weather we'll go out and watch it when we went to charlotte there were maybe about 10 10 yeah. folks at this dog bar it's not a bar for dogs like the dogs don't drink there they don't play poker or anything although that would be cool recreating the the the, the classic piece of art um, it's a, a bar where you can bring your dog, but adults drink beer. That's a really long explanation for something you probably understood what I was saying. At Land Grant, Brian, me, Brian and me, we got there around 8.45-ish. The whole outside beer garden was full. Oh my! Inside God. was full. We ended up getting a seat like on the edge. I had like a pole in front of me so i couldn't see like the entire race i saw like a an, portion of it an obstructed view i had an obstructed view it was insane we I, we took a picture i brought jameson uh my son not to drink and brian was there he brought me a couple sausage biscuits because what a guy brian's just a good guy and we um we obstructedly watched the race but now we're like okay there's a nine o'clock race we have to get there at eight. <laughs> we have to get there. We have to get there early if we want to watch this. So, um, their delicious land grant beer being served. Yes, there was. There was delicious land grant beer. I didn't have any because what was what was I do? Oh, I was in Cincinnati the night before for the crew match, and I was exhausted because I got home at like two a.m. and I woke up at eight to go to this obstructed view F one race. It was always fun. the The company was fun because I always enjoy hanging out with Brian, but. No, I didn't drink. I will next time, um, depending on, you know, what happened the night before. We'll put it that way. Uh, but it was fun. The, the only thing that I didn't like was there was a lot of, um, you had your hipsters. You had some Haas fans, which you're like, okay, you're in American. Columbus, Ohio. You're sure. Okay. You're sure. Um, you had some Max fans, Ugh. which uh, it's just like, it's like being a, a Man City fan or an Alabama fan. That's what I think of when I think of rooting for Max Verstappen. Um, It's just, it's gross. So um, it's still fun. Most of the people there were not Max fans from what we heard. Uh, I felt like the people were cheering when Lewis Hamilton went out of the race. Like there were a few people who cheered. Those are probably the same jerks who were Max fans. Um, There was like clapping at the end when Max won 
and I did a lot of booing um, at the Hell end yeah. when Max won. So it's it's good. It's it's kind of like going out to like a soccer supporter bar. Okay, that's what it was like. That's what it was like. Um, but you're not here to listen to us talk about F1. That's on our other. That's on our other Brian Me podcast. Uh, Brian Me rule the road. That's what it is. <laughs> spinning the tires with Brian Me. <laughs> that's right. Oh uh, yeah, releasing gas is more like it. Let's <laughs> good at that. Let's go ahead and get ready for a show. Welcome, boys, girls, to Bright Me. We're a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Welcome to the show. We're so glad that you came to join us. We haven't been here for a couple of weeks. I feel like we've been on a pretty bad trek where we do an episode, we take a week off, we do an episode, we take a week off. It feels like we haven't recorded in forever. Bryant, just like the two of us. Even then, like it felt like soccer crush. It felt like that interview was like a month ago. Here's what I'll say: when you're um, hanging out with the greatness that is soccer crush, mm. you need some time to recover. That's true. Yeah, and not from like, oh, I'm mentally exhausted, but I'm mentally so much inferior. I, there's so much inferiority compared to yeah. them that we needed to give everybody's ears a break. imposter syndrome that's what it is that's what it is but we we persevere right we we run through that imposter syndrome wall and then there's a stronger one behind it let's go and get into what we're going to talk about tonight we're going to preview the upcoming we're going to do a lot of liverpool and tottenham previews we're going to do the liverpool and tottenham preview for the wsl that starts this weekend and then we're going to talk about the champions league which starts the day that we released this episode, at least for the teams that we're watching, and and then we'll move on to the Columbus Crew. We'll come over over the the pond. <laughs> it's much larger than a pond, Brian. That's why it's That's such why it's a funny, funny joke. It's such a such funny joke. We're going to talk about the Columbus Crew, discuss them and the Charlotte FCs, the fighting FCs. Mm. Then we'll get into your Ask Bam questions. We haven't asked you for Ask Bam questions in quite a while. So tonight, we're going to dive right in. Boom. We're going to do triple Lindy right into mm. your Ask Bam questions tonight. Ooh, so rundown. We're, we'll do a little bit of a rundown. Rundown, you know, we talk about a little. We talk about some stuff. Uh, we just share some scores with you. Uh, lately, uh, really, Premier League is the only thing that we haven't talked about. Red Stars or Chicago soccer athletes have been off for a minute. Um, they won their last match though, pretty handedly. Here we go, soccer athletes. Yeah, um, but let's talk real quick. Last match for Liverpool men, they drew zero zero at Everton. Whatever, whatever. Uh, as a as a neutral, that was one of the more exciting nil nil draws I think I've watched in, in quite a while. That well, a Merseyside derby. That is uh, very. That yeah. it's always like that. Like people. Our friend Homer Olsen, he texted about like betting or something. It's like never bet on Merseyside Derby. Mm-mm. There's never as many goals as you think. It's, it's always going to be like some moment of drama that changes everything. It's just not worth it. It's those it's those Derby games, man. You can like you can throw out the records almost. Like one team is all you know. Same with like Tottenham Arsenal, Tottenham Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 
all something weird always happens in those games. Like there's always something like, and the game is always closer than sometimes it probably should be given the talent levels and everything else. Like it's crazy stuff. Right. Why would we love it? It's, it's, I, Everton Liverpool matches, I don't get as hyped for them as maybe I should. They're fine. I just feel Everton is just like, you know, but since I'm also not local, I think that's what really breeds like, if I was over there, it would be crazy because you're in the same city. You're playing it with, like within a mile of each other. That's right. different. That changes it. Um, before that, actually, Liverpool beat Newcastle because Newcastle, um, they after round and they found out uh, there was a, a five minutes of extra time and they kept wasting time. It was tied 1-1. They kept wasting time for about uh, the last 20, 30 minutes. And then Liverpool won in the third minute past the five minutes of extra time. And somebody calculated it out. They gave extra time on because of things they did during stoppage. Liverpool beat the Eric Neal's two rash challenges, two to one, which was always a great feeling when Newcastle loses. Coming um, on to give his thoughts on the Newcastle match. We have Eric. I'm just kidding. My God, is that is that two rash challenges music? Uh, let's talk about Tottenham. Tottenham, they were on a 1-1 draw against Wet Spam back on August 31st mm. and then recently got a 2-1 victory over the fighting Brian McBrides of Fulham. Um, a 2-1, although it sounded like it was a pretty ugly 2-1 victory. Is that, is that, is that true? Um, actually, it's probably the best they've played all season. Oh, really? I saw differing opinions. I saw folks um, online saying, well, glad we got that one. <laughs> so it was. It was also probably the unluckiest mm. to, like, they very easily could have won that game, like, six to one. Right. Like, they kept hitting the crossbar. I think Sun, Sun, who can't buy it. Like, I love Sun to death. He can't buy a goal right now. It was an own goal. <laughs> <He ended up laughs> yeah. Getting- he uh he has not he hit the crossbar mm-hmm. he had one go just like inches past he had another one that was called for offsides like and, it, and you can tell like it's in his head right now because he's like shaking his head he's like he's domed up right now um i think signing with charleston messes with him a little bit because you bring in somebody who is a forward who's starting level forward yeah. caliber i think sun gets a little I think Sun gets a little nervous, although it seems like Conte loves him. Like he loves, oh, it, it, he loves Sonny, but it's so it's yeah, it's, he yeah, I you can understand why he's a little nervous now. There and there's been uh, to Conte's credit, like and Sonny had a really actually a really good game the other day. It just didn't show up on the score sheet, but um, I think to Conte's credit so far, I think a lot of people in the in the fan base with Tottenham have been calling for Sun to be benched um not wow. like not like permanently but just like give him a rest because Richarlison every time he's come in he's yet to score a goal but he is he's played great every time if he's come out of the was a goal that guy would be in the gold oh, boot he'd race be, he'd be the he'd be golden boot winner every year which is I love the won- little dribble he did and then he got laid out by the forest Hell player yeah. and then yeah. oh, what was it over the weekend he scores a goal Rips his shirt off, gets a yellow card, but the goal is called back. <laughs> Which I well, yeah, the goal's called back for offside. He's such a piece of garbage. My understanding of the rules is anything that happens after the offside doesn't count, but apparently it does. 
So you're saying he shouldn't have gotten a yellow for I'm the celebration? I'm saying he shouldn't have gotten a yellow for the celebration. Oh, there was no goal to celebrate. I love Richarlison <laughs> now that he's on my team. I hated him before, but now that he's on my team, he's our shithead. <laughs> and when he's your shithead, you love him. Um, oh, how sweet. So, yeah, no, it will. I know we'll get into the uh, Champions League later on, but Tottenham have had an interesting they've, – they've yet to really play a good game. I would say a full, like, they good 90 minutes. But they've yet to lose a match, and they've improved every single result they've gotten so far until Fulham was an improvement on the same game last season. Hmm. They either lost or drew every game so far they've played last season as far as, like, the home splits. Yeah. But they've either drawn or won – all of those games so far this season. So people are up in arms, but at the same time, this is our best start in like points wise in like 60 years or something. Like if they're just an account that has a picture of a player and a lot of random numbers and something like that doesn't count about up in arms. Yeah, Even when Liverpool fair. are winning matches and competing for trophies, people are not happy enough. So um F them all. Um so let's get into what's I'm pretty pumped for it. This weekend, Brian, I know you are too. I am. Women's I'm Super stoked. League starts this weekend, this weekend, which is pretty cool because I've been waiting for Liverpool to get promoted since they were relegated <laughs> like two and a half years ago or so. Um, so, yeah, we're going to preview our two respective sides. And I'm sure other teams will come up in the conversation. But um, Brian, do you want to do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Who cares? Um, like we're we're both we're ready to talk. Yeah. No. Um. Why don't I jump in first? Um, All right. Let's hear about Tottenham and see where they're uh, where were they at last year? What's changed in the off season? Where you think they're going to be this year? Yeah. So last season, um, they ended up in fifth, mm. which was was about right. Like I think that's about where they were on the table. I think there's a clear um hierarchy in the w it's it's kind of similar to the premier league from the standpoint of there's like a clear top tier top echelon of a few teams and then Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of teams in the middle who are all kind of pretty interchangeable (laughs) and then there's you know the kind of the bottom feeders of the league and and, uh spurs were one of those teams that were kind of sitting right smack in the middle one of those kind of interchangeable um middle tier clubs you know they weren't ready they're not on the level of a uh, an, an Arsenal or a Chelsea or a Man City, Man United, those those types There's of clubs. a little bit of a gap. I think like between six and ten, like you have six has twenty seven points last year. West Ham and then Everton was tenth with twenty points. So you have yeah. you have like five teams within seven points like that. I would say you're like right above Tottenham. Um, they were also they're kind of in between. You're in between yeah. the Champions League teams because. Uh, the Manchester's and Arsenal and Chelsea, they're kind of like not in that order are the class of, of the league. So Tottenham seemed like they were kind of right in the middle, like they could fall down or they could maybe get a couple results their way and even look up. Yeah. So they brought back uh Rian Skinner and mm. gave Rian Skinner uh, not only that, but gave her a contract extension. Nice. Um, so that uh, I think that's a good, that's a good start. Like I think that stability at the club level is big, like have that coach on a contract extension sends a signal um, not only to them, obviously that you're happy with what they're doing and that you're backing them. But I think it sends a signal to those players as well 
that those players are not going to be looking for or either those transfer targets or those current players are not going to be wondering who's going to be coaching me a couple years down the line. This is of course, after Tottenham fired their coach uh, during this, was it during the season last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah. During the season last year. So bringing in Rian Skinner, she clearly impressed the board uh, enough that they decided to give her a contract extension. That, that was a big deal. Um, as far as uh, transfers, they did have a couple players leave. Um, Sylvia, Silvana Flores, excuse me, uh, went to Monterey. Maeva um, Clemeron. Maeva, thank you. I was like, how in the world do you pronounce that first name? It's French. Went to, uh, this be La Jumbi. <laughs> Servette, in the, which is apparently in the Swiss League. Swiss. But they so, brought in like a ton of – like. You're saying the it's coach a, gets some confidence. They keep yeah. the coach around. They bring him back with a higher contract. And now they brought in a pretty good number of folks and also players that even if you're new to the WSL, like even some NWSL players are coming a over. players that folks might be familiar with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew Spence came over on a free from Chelsea. Mm. Uh, Ellie Brazil, which is, I think, a cool sounding name just in general. Like <laughs> Ellie Brazil. She's British. That's not a very British name. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely it's it's no. Uh, I don't Danny know. Drink the, water. I was going to say I don't know what the female equivalent is of a Danny Drinkwater or a John Stones, but uh, I think you have it for the German who they brought in, Ramona Petzelberger Ramona from German. Petzelberger. I, I think of Pretzelberger. That's all, like when I saw her playing at the Women's Cup. She played uh, for Tottenham. She yeah. She played well. I know they were playing against kind of a um, um, a tough result, right. even though the goal that the uh, Tokyo team scored was offsides. It was clearly offsides. But Ramona Petzelberger is a German name. It's like the German equivalent of what you'd expect somebody in England to have, you know? Exactly. A um, couple names that um, folks might be familiar with from the NWSL, Amy Turner, mm-hmm. uh, center back from Orlando. Uh, another Orlando player, uh, is it Angahad? Anagard. Anagard. It's it's know. a weird like Welsh name. It, so yeah, the pronunciation the, doesn't make sense. The Welsh are <laughs> kind of bizarre. And then the last name's James. So that's that's easy at least. Um, <laughs> but they were part of the Orlando Pride Exodus. Yes. Yeah, that was a part of the big like mass exodus from the shitstorm that was the Orlando Pride last year. Huh. Um, and so yeah, I mean you brought you brought in another player, Nicola. Kaserkiska, I'm probably butchering that from FC Flurry 91. Yeah, Polish, good, good Polish name. But you bring in like you from so you have Drew Spence, who's on the Jamaican national team, right? You bring her in from Chelsea. You're bringing in um, players from like PSG from NWSL. Like you're you're going for it. It sounds yeah, like. they're 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 going for some players, and and those players, from what I've been reading, have impressed um, some in the some of these transfers. Drew Spence. I know uh, has drawn a lot of uh, a lot of praise, mm-hmm. um, and then Anger had James as well has drawn a lot of praise. She's going to be kind of our um, one of our strikers, going to be kind of playing up front for us, mm-hmm. um, and is kind of uh, from the standpoint of what I was reading, kind of like a, uh, a Harry Kane from the standpoint of she can play kind of that up front traditional striker role, but can mm-hmm. also drop deep um, and distribute kind of like a ten. I thought so, you were going to say she's a horrible person. But that's a better. Okay, let's keep it. Let's let's <laughs> look. Any, if this anyway. is a video show, if this is video. Brian's look right there. I wish I could. I wish I could can it and then open it whenever I'm having a bad day and just. <laughs> so the the team the team were clearly like they were aggressive. 
I yeah. think, like kind of like you said, right? They, they're bringing in players who who have experience, who who have played around. Yeah, they're not bringing in. Uh, they're not going to be Barcelona, um, mm. who was apparently the greatest um, group of players ever assembled. Well, they or, lost in Lee. They lost to Leon in the Champions League. Or Leon or PSG or you know, some of these other squads that are just like all-star teams, basically. But mm-hmm. it's it's a team that I think can compete. Again, I don't think this is a team yet who is anywhere at the level of a um a Chelsea and Arsenal or either of the Manchester clubs. But I think this is a club, I think fifth. I think if if they can come out and finish fifth like they did last year, mm-hmm. especially considering they finished fifth last year while also firing their coach midseason, bringing in a new coach. Mm-hmm. Like I think if they can can re- replicate that kind of a finish, which I think is is well within their grasp. Um, I would be, I think most people that are that are paying attention would be pretty happy. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, um, uh, so keep, kind of keeping them in the same yeah, place is I mean, what you're thinking this year. I'm thinking so. I mean, I think if they can um, come up with a similar point total, maybe improve on some of those results, maybe, or really, you know what I'd really like to see them too, too, is, is be more competitive in some of those matches against those top tier clubs. Like when those top tier um, clubs, as we know, once they score, they end up scoring like eight. A lot right. of those games with the, those top tier clubs and some of even the bottom level super league teams will end up like six nothing, seven nothing, five nothing, four nothing. Like these really super lot. And, and Tottenham was on the wrong end of some of those last season. So if they can, I think even if they can show more fight in some of those matches kind of against that next um, echelon. And, and I think if they can make some noise in the tournaments, right? Make, make mm-hmm. some noise in the FA Cup, make some noise in. Uh, the Continental Cup. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be a successful season for kind of where they're at right now. That's fair. No, I, I, I think that's good. Like you said, there is a top group. And yeah. looking at the top group, I think like Manchester City, whenever they had like Rose, and even though, you know, she wasn't played very often, they had Mewis there. They bring in Lucy Bronze. They bring in all these players. And you think, oh my gosh, like, this team is amazing. This team is like a super team. This off season, they've lost yeah. a lot of folks. Like you lose yeah. George, George Stanway, Jill Scott retires, Alan White retires, but Lucy Bronze leaves after only being there a couple, uh, a couple seasons. Like I know they brought in Bunny Shaw from Jamaica, but it seems like with all the people leaving Manchester city, maybe there are issues there. Like maybe there's something, why are you losing these players? Like, why are you, I don't know. It's uh, maybe they just got, I know Lucy Bronze went to Bra- uh, Barcelona. So maybe it's just being whisked away with, you know, more money, but I don't know. That seems. Uh, would it be the worst thing in the world if they were to fall back a little bit? I don't think we'd be too. Uh, no, I don't think it would be upset at that. No, I wouldn't be upset at all. But also I think that looking at the table, Manchester United, they have 42 points last year. Yeah. Manchester City had 47 points in third place. I wouldn't be shocked if Manchester City even fell a little bit. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if they moved down to like a fifth or something like that. Uh, now let's move on to Liverpool because I think Liverpool has a, a say in some of sure. what the table is going to look like because they're one of the 12 teams. The thing you're worried about is, okay, they came in, 
they played really well in the championship two seasons really but Leicester City played so well um, two seasons ago that Liverpool couldn't catch them couldn't get promoted I'm nervous coming into the Super League that they're going to be overwhelmed and they're not going to get the results that they need but looking at the uh, looking at Liverpool they haven't made a ton of changes they haven't done a lot this offseason but I think they were already setting up for the Super League last season. I think they were already ready for it because they brought in last year, um, they brought in Matt Beard. Matt Beard is a former Boston Breakers coach. He coached uh, West Ham in the Women's Super League. He coached Liverpool back when they were winning their titles and all that. Since Beard came to the team, he's been bringing in his own players. He's been bringing in people from his prior teams. Like you have... Uh, Leanne Kiernan, who led the championship last year in goal scored, she was on West Ham, and he brought her over to Liverpool. When yeah. she they came, she came from the Super League down to the championship to play striker for Liverpool last year. Wow. Katie Stengel, she was playing, uh, she was with Houston a couple of years ago. She's American. Um, she I played, believe you mean Casey Stengel. Stengel, Stengel, because she leads all Liverpool players, men or women, in goals produced per match. No big mm. deal. She was over two two goals produced per match average mm. last year. Is she joined the team halfway through the season? But anyway, I, I digress. Um, she played with him at Boston. He brought over people like Meg Campbell, who she uh, played under Matt at um, at West Ham. So this off season, you kind of already built on a team that has a lot of players that Matt Beard knows fits his system and have played in the Super League. Plus, you didn't lose a lot of people when you went down to the championship um you lost uh babajide who was their striker who was really great but there was some she wanted to be in team england so she didn't want to stay in the championship and there was some drama there and stuff but you kept a lot of the same team that was in the super league before now also you were relegated but this offseason he did Rocky is really excited for the uh, Liverpool women's season. I'm going to rewind and start it this season. So, um, three, two, one. this season he's brought in two more players. Two of the four players that were brought in were people that he has coached before. So, folks, again, and, and one of them is on defense. Um, I don't know her, Jilly Flaherty. She played at West Ham last year and the year before, a defender, a veteran defender, where if you want to stop goals, you're talking about these 6-0 matches, yeah. bring on a defender, bring in somebody new who has experience playing against these teams. And then also Shanice Van de Sanden. She plays for the Netherlands. Um, she she does with, with a name like Van de Sanden. Van de Sanden. Uh, she played with Wolfsburg, Lyon, uh, she was with Liverpool too. Whenever they were winning, you know, all those years ago, another sure. another Beard player, another Matt Beard player. They brought in a, a backup goalkeeper. Not really going to get a lot of time there. Um, and then they brought in a, an, a, an FSU grad, mm. Bryant. So you know, you have to root for Emma Coivisto from uh, she's Finnish. So hopefully, mm. Liverpool can finish what they started and they can uh, stay up this year. I think they're going to do better than stay up this year. Okay. Um, looking at some of the stats and looking at some of the predictions this year, some people even have them predicted in fourth or fifth place oh, wow. this season. Yeah, I know. Like that's, 
That's that aggressive. kind of boggles my mind. And they're showing their percentage of chances against the top teams. And they're not like overwhelming like underdogs against teams like Manchester United, teams against like Manchester City. And I think Manchester City's dip definitely helps. I, um, I, I'm getting excited and there's a lot of bias here. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them anywhere this year between like fourth place and 10th place. <laughs> my, my worry is I don't want them to um, like Leicester city. They did great in the championship. They came up and I thought they were getting relegated in the first year in the super league. They ended up being able to kind of, kind of squeak out their spot right. in the table. They ended up staying up by two points um, at the end of the season, but for a long time they were down big. Like they, yeah, but they didn't have that. Like winning in the championship is different. You're playing against non-professional teams. Right. You're playing against pretty small clubs. And they didn't come into the Super League with a real like backbone of former Super League players or or of international players. So I think having Liverpool with so many internationals, they have like three Irish internationals. They have uh, um, youth internationals with England, like Missy Bo Kearns and Taylor Hines. I anywhere between like fourth and 10th wouldn't shock me. Like I wouldn't be upset um, if they got like eighth through 10th, I'd be happy just because they stayed up and you have another year to build. But if they got fourth, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be shocked. Cause I think yeah. they, even whenever they were playing, it was continental cup matches, but I mean, they beat man United two years ago where you had Riley Foster on here. She stopped a, a Tobin Heath shot whenever Tobin and Kristen Press were playing up there. Like You're damn right. They they took last year Tottenham Tottenham scored a goal like near the death last mm, year to sure beat did. him in the Continental semifinals. So they're competing with teams in the Super League. And I I, I don't think it's too far fetched to see them uh, fighting for top half of the table. Well yeah and I mean kind of like we we talked about earlier with with Tottenham women you know, you've got that clear top three to four teams, you know, depending on, again, how the, the other man, man city shakes out this year, but then like, kind of like you said, like five through 10, maybe even four through 10, they're all pretty, pretty interchangeable. They're all pretty kind of yeah. right there together. Like it wouldn't super shock you if any of those teams really kind of in that range finish fifth or sixth or finish 10th. Yeah, um, I would be pretty disappointed if Tottenham were to finish tenth, but <laughs> it wouldn't be like I don't think they're significantly better than the teams that are right below them in the table. Like I don't think they're yeah. so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting season. Would you say um, if Matt Beard isn't able to have success in the Women's Super League, it could be a hairy situation? <sighs> I'm looking through the table <laughs> this year. I think Liverpool can beat a, a team like Leicester City. They could yeah. beat Everton. They could beat Aston Villa. They could be. They're playing Reading to start the season. They could beat all three: Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Um, they could beat West Ham, Tottenham. Yeah. I could see them beating Manchester United and Manchester City. I think those would be closer matches. But I, I could see them battling and beating these teams. It's not going to be like the championship, but you have players that played so well last year. Sure. And they are a team that, like, they played – who was it? I think it was West Ham. I mean, yeah, I think it was West Ham, and I, I watched the match. 
I don't remember what it was. They were playing one of the uh, Super League teams in the preseason. Uh, West Ham, yeah, they beat them 5-0. Liverpool beat West Ham 5-0. It was preseason. There you go. Sure. And they drew Man City 1-1. So it's, it's again, it's preseason. But come on. like I. Yeah, I mean. It gives you hope. And the yeah. rebellions are built on hope. Mm. Hope is a dangerous thing. Mm. Mm. So I'm excited to see how that shakes out. Uh, Liverpool plays Sunday Tottenham at 9 plays. a.m. against Reading. Ooh, Reading. Tottenham has Man City or Man United on Saturday. Mm, what time is that one? That's a good question. Well, I Tottenham have, and Liverpool. We're gonna have two. Uh, we're gonna have a few editions of that this year. Um, I, have, uh, I have the local time ahead of me. It's 7:30 UK time. So you do the math. <laughs> 230 230 <laughs> Eastern time. 230 Eastern, that sounds about right. Yeah, usually for what five hours, give or take. Yeah, it's five hours until the time change and it's like six for a few weeks or something like that. Or for yeah. falling back, maybe it's four. I don't know. Um, October 16th, Liverpool and Tottenham play. That is at Tottenham. Then either March eleventh or twelfth, um, Tottenham goes to Liverpool. So we've got we got a couple. We got a couple. Mm. Uh, bam! Uh, the one where Brian cries season uh, episodes to go through. So I'm excited, man. I'm I'm pretty pumped. It's it's going to be. I think an exciting. I think it's going to be an exciting year for the league. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what the growth looks like from a um, from an audience standpoint, from a even a discussion mm. standpoint on social media. Given obviously the English um, women's national team winning the Euro, yeah, yeah, this past, and I know it was a big deal. Like a lot of people um, who I follow, who are maybe uh, Tottenham supporters over there, mm-hmm. who I've never not seen necessarily talk about the women's game as much. Right, I've seen some of them talking about Tottenham women's team that weren't before, kind of since that Euro happened. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm hoping that that kind of, and myself included, because I, I certainly, you can tell from my discussion, I'm, I didn't follow the team near as, <laughs> near as closely last season as I should have. But um, I, I'm curious to see if that leads to an uptick um, in just kind of eyeballs, engagement, viewership, kind of all those things. Hopefully. And I mean, here at Liverpool, I've been pushing um, while working with Pete, not really pushing, but. I've probably annoyed him a couple times about getting Everton and Liverpool Merseyside Derby on uh, getting a watch party going because it's this weekend of the men's international break. So you, you can't have a more perfect, you know, yeah. time for that to match to fall. And they're playing at Anfield. So um trying to get people out. I'm just trying to get like any like soccer supporters, women's soccer supporters, whatever, just trying to get folks out to it because I, you need to treat the team watch parties like you would any Liverpool match. So you need to treat them like any other match. And if you make it a special event, it's, oh, it's only a special, like they play too. They play a lot of matches too. So yeah. uh, it's a good year. Hopefully adding to the conversation can only help in getting people, um, getting people in the, in the, in the discussions online. I mean, if you, if you're watching your favorite like premier league team and they have a WSL side, just, tweet about them if you're watching the match throw some tweets out there talk about it retweet the actual team follow the team for guy for crying out loud uh, we're going to talk about the whole club cup again um in the ask bam segment so might even ask for your help a little bit so look out for that later on tonight but i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked city 
about this uh, upcoming season. It's not even a rainy Wednesday night. It's not, and they're not in the Super League. They're not in the Premier League. So let's move on to, um, you wanted to preview also the Champions League. Speaking of stoked, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited to uh, just throw a little, little, throw a little Champions League. Uh, of course, this being on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's champions league preview here a little bit i was just gonna get your kind of opinion i know uh obviously liverpool coming off the final last year yeah. the the uh group stages the groups have been announced um and then there's been obviously we're recording this tuesday evening there's been a little bit of been a few results today just kind of wanted to get your opinion on liverpool's group and then if anything stood out to you if you got to watch anything today I wasn't able to watch anything today. I saw replays. The one thing I did see that I liked was the offside camera. Did you see that? No, I didn't get, I didn't get, I listened to some and I saw some highlights, but I did not see the offside camera. The partial offside camera, they have like, it's, they create, it's kind of like the goal line technology, Mm. but they have like a graphic that comes up. There's a line that goes down like a wall of light and it cuts into like where the person's offside oh, and it's cool. all like automated. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. So I'm okay with, uh, I don't like robot umpires, but for some reason I like robot line judges. So that's or line judge or, you know, whatever officials I I'm all, I'm all for that. So I, I love that. I don't get to watch any matches. I know um, Liverpool, they're going to Napoli. I was a little annoyed because you have to be like they're going to Napoli, and I tweeted about this earlier. Liverpool's the uh, help profile, it's actually from the team. But this is one of the tweets there are two of them. One of them, information for supporters in Naples for tomorrow's match. Supporters arriving in Naples prior to match day should remain in their respective hotel to drink and eat. You are strongly advised not to wear team colors when traveling. Another one that they said, um. Fans should not congregate in public areas and should avoid becoming isolated in areas away from the port area of the city. We strongly recommend you avoid the city center. If you choose to visit, please be aware that you may be targeted for theft, robbery, or assault. As per Italian authority, this is all for a match, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. As per the Italian authorities, you're advised to always carry your valid photo ID. We recommend supporters take a picture of their passport and driving license in the event they are lost or stolen. Oh my god! Like these are warnings they're giving to go to a soccer match. This is this reminds me of when Spurs, the last time they were in the Champions League, which would have been what two years ago, three years ago, something like that, mm-hmm. when they went to um, Red Star Belgrade. <laughs> fight uh milo steganek and the, and the fighting the uh with that terrifying like tunnel thing that they have and you go in there and there's like chanting and you know, serbian and like it's yeah it's it's like say, throw real quick throw has got some shit lately i don't know if you saw on the twitters um a couple yeah. weeks ago we were talking before cincinnati we were interviewing him and Somebody, Pat Murphy, asked him about the rivalry. We're not talking about crew, but Milos played for Red Star at really? the time they played Tottenham. They actually, he actually beat Liverpool when Liverpool went there one time for a late group stage event. They beat them, and Milos was a center back. He, they were asking about the rivalry between Cincinnati and Columbus. And if you don't know anything about Milos Degenic, he grew up in Serbia. Um, his family was part of Civil War. He's seen 
yeah. like from the age of six or seven, like he's seen people die in front of him. Like as a kid, his family fled the country when he was like nine years old and fled to Australia. That's why he's on the Australian national team. That's why it's all that. So soccer never bothers him. Like anytime you talk, he's just like, it's just a game. And he goes into his, he has an Australian accent because he's lived there for like his whole life. And he's like, it's just a game. It's not, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And he's always so, he has such a kind of refreshing tone that a lot of supporters hate. Cause you want your players to like, Oh, they live and breathe for the game. But they asked him about the rivalry and he was, he was pretty much like, it's not like I played, I, I played a red star Belgrade where they had hundreds of years of religious strife that went into the rivalry where you couldn't like, if we lost, I couldn't leave the house for three weeks. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I would go to training. I would go home. I wouldn't be seen out in public. If we won, though, I would eat and drink for free the entire week. And the place is loud and you can't hear yourself think. And like, I I appreciate that. But yeah, playing in an environment like that, uh, I can see why you have to be. um, And fans were mad at Milish about that, too, because crew fans will be mad about anything anybody ever says. Um, But he he only spoke in truth and he's not condoning violence. He doesn't this guy of anybody he does not condone violence yeah but he's seen he's seen firsthand what violence will do he's seen stuff that you only are afraid to click the view sensitive content button and it's probably not even that uh it's probably nowhere close to what he's seen you're just bitching on twitter (laughs) anyway so go ahead you're talking about tottenham and this sounds like that them going to naples and liverpool has a long history like they an old european final way back when they had to go to rome to face Roma in the final, which did not did not draw well. Um, but Liverpool fan, Liverpool won, and Liverpool fans were like beaten as they were leaving. The like people were bloodied, and they looked like they were in in a battle themselves, going back on a bus to Liverpool. And, like fans were like, they were people attacking them, jumping them. Uh, it was it was not good. So great Syria fandom here. Scary shit, man. <laughs> And Liverpool, I mean, their fans have not been on the um, have not always been on the best side of that stuff either. Um, every uh, well, they're one of the teams that probably has a more rough record than some other teams do. I think in the last years, though, it's really it's cleaned up. I'd say probably a lot since money went into the Premier League, and it's not like the seventies yeah. and eighties anymore um, in terms of soccer. Less I mean, how we're in, God, we're we're making a damn podcast, and we're and we're fans of these teams, so it's not a lot of hooliganism, except for the people who are trying way too hard. Um, but or, that that's Millwall. Liverpool's. Oh yeah, or frightening ass Millwall people. Um, I this year, I mean, I came. I even said Liverpool was going to win the league. The Liverpool men were going to win the league. I'm not like. I don't think they're going to win the league. I, I think it could be close. I think they could find their form. You have some guys injured. You're bringing Darwin into the team. Um, he had that headbutting issue and stuff like that. Um, that was great, by the way. I, I, I still support it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of off put about the season. Now, they've had some rough matches start the season. I don't think they're out of it. I still think they're a team that can compete. Um, I would love to see what they do against like a Man City or something like that. And they will sure. actually soon. They'll play each other soon. But Liverpool's in a group with Ajax, Napoli, and Rangers. Um, I 
I think Liverpool gets out of that group. I think Napoli is going to be your the one you're worried about the most. Ajax, I think it's Ajax and Liverpool who make it out of the group. But Napoli is going to be in the conversation, I think. Um, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be like years past where last couple seasons it feels like Liverpool is like, okay, we've won the group. Let's move on. Um, I'm kind of yeah. hesitant to say they're going to do that. But if you have guys like Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott, I said Carvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott and Carvalho or Carvalho. I can't know. I don't know. He's new. The young uh, Brazilian Carvalho from Fulham. He's been playing really well. If you can get these guys into your team, if you can stop starting James Milner, the love of God, I think that you could, I think you could really have a chance. Swole Bobby Flay. Dude, the guy is like my age and he looks like, a 19 year old, like a 19 year old football player from high school. He's just like, he has zero body fat. It's crazy how this dude is so in shape, but on the field, he's, you can tell he is much closer to the end of his playing days than he is anywhere close to his prime. Yeah. I mean, you've got a couple. Um, obviously, Napoli is Italian football is in and of itself insane, but. Even with Rangers, like you're going to the to the Ibrox. Yeah. One of the, one of the coolest names, by the way, for a stadium. The you're going to three tough teams. You're going to yeah. three tough teams. Like, no offense. You're going to Frankfurt and Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon, of the three teams Tottenham has to play, Sporting is probably like the roughest environment you have to go. Marseille, I'm not afraid of any French team. I'm not afraid of any, any French teams. I mean, you could say that, but. Who's the first ones to get out there and riot when you try and raise gas by a <laughs> by a cent? This village and be <laughs> the French here. Hey, they're they're the ones who invented the guillotine, sir. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the aforementioned Spurs. By the way, you, you're in you're in there with Ajax. Who is there a club in the in the world with more drip than Ajax? Drip alert. Um, like, they always have some good, yeah, they always have some good stuff. That new, good stuff. the new one they dropped, I think within the last day or two, it's like a warm up. It's not even going to, they're not even going to wear it on the pitch. And I'm like, yeah, I would, if I wasn't cheap, I would probably buy that. Like <laughs> every one of their kits is just, they've still, one of my all time favorites that I always freak out about was the Bob Marley Three Little Birds kit. Um, that had that was black with the uh yellow red and green you like get one man that is that kid is just amazing but yeah tottenham i was actually really pleasantly surprised with the group draw they got i mean they got frankfurt who was definitely the weakest um of the clubs in pot one they got really hot and ended up winning the europa but finished like I think like 12th in the Bundesliga or something, 10th, something like yeah. that in Bundesliga last year. Like they got hot and winning a tournament is different than winning a, a league. Yeah. Right. So that, you know, they got hot at the right time. So of the teams that were on the three, the the pot three, like sporting Lisbon, not a, not a terrible team. They're no slouch. I mean, they're one of the better clubs in the Portuguese league, but, um, and then Marseille was probably the team from pot four that we wanted the least only because they're probably the best team out of that out of that fourth pot. But given that we've that we've got probably the weakest in pot one, kind of figured we'd, we'd probably get one of the stronger teams out of pot four. That's fine. Hey, Tottenham's playing this year, though. I really feel like yeah, you shouldn't be nervous about any of those teams. I, I'm I'm not. I feel pretty confident that Spurs can at least um, get out of the uh, out of that group. We'll see what happens when they start getting into the. Uh, 
you know, the quarterfinals and all that good stuff, the knockout rounds when they have to play some, go to some better, tougher places. But yeah, no, I was overall, I was pretty thrilled with the, uh, with the draw. The only, only other thing that scares me is Conte is just one of those managers who his entire history, every club he's been, he's won a ton of domestic stuff. Mm. Does not tend to do well in, in European competition. Never, never won the champions league with, Never gotten. I don't know that he ever got super far in the Champions League with any of the clubs he's been at. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but it's a team that has some has some experience. You've got some guys. You brought in uh, an Ivan Perisic who has won like everything there is to win in, in world football with you know with Bayern and some of those other took uh, one of the players that really took the Croatian national team to the mm-hmm. World Cup final a few years ago. So. I think bringing in a guy like that who's got a ton of Champions League experience is only going to help the club. Um, but no, I'm 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 pretty stoked as far as the results today. Um, PSG looks they look pretty damn good. Like they they em- they embarrassed uh, Juve today. Like that game. That just did you see the kill the Mbappe goal? No, but it wasn't bad. Was it like an and one video? Oh, it was insane. Like Neymar drops this like lob pass over the defender. That's just like ridiculous. And Mbappe on this like half volley, just like puts it, it, it was go out of, go out of your way to watch that goal. Cause it okay. was, it was insane. Um, the what one was with Chelsea. Hmm. What happened? Mm. Like, what's wrong with Chelsea this year? Like they can't score goals. You bring in Raheem Sterling. You think you can score some goals with him? Oh, sorry. Was oh, that the a snake. snake. Yeah, was oh, that, that a snake, was a snake I just that heard. By. Um, but Dynamo Zagreb. Oh, I don't know, what country are they even in? Dynamo Zagreb, uh, Eastern no, Europe, somewhere. I know it's not Russia, um, but I can't. I can't think of who it is. Uh, I'm going to look it up, but that was that where you were talking about? Was that the match you were going to say? That was one of the, they're in Croatia. Uh, Oh, that explains it has the Croatian red and white checkers on their, on their crest. That makes sense. The match I wanted to bring up because it was a pretty cool moment. That one, that one was fun. It's always fun to see Chelsea lose in my opinion. (laughs) Um, But uh, shout out to Shakhtar. Shakhtar got a big win today. Um, it's it's fun for two reasons. One, I don't like Red Bull Leipzig. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of a club that's just a advertisement for a large corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really what I want to see. I know, I know, money, huge money, all that crazy stuff. But they're literally like a club that didn't exist like 20 years ago. That <laughs> is just like an ad, one big advertisement for a corporation. Um, but Shakhtar. Uh, you know, obviously they're a Ukrainian club. Can't play home matches right now in Ukraine. Mm. Made the Champions League um, through the playoff in just this like it's it's just a cool story. And for them to come out and win, I think they won, ended up winning four one. Yeah, they did. They put a. They told them to go pick a switch. Yep. Like that's, that's just a cool, like given obviously everything going on in that country right now and that part of the world, that's just, that was a cool ass story to me that uh, I kind of got a kick out of. So yeah, big shout out to, to Shakhtar for a, uh, for giving us something cool. Yeah. We got a, we got a good slate of games tomorrow. I'm super excited. Tottenham's at, Tottenham's at uh, Marseille. 
I'll say, and Liverpool is at Napoli, as we've determined from early on. I I think they'll get out of the group. I think, yeah. but I don't, I don't know how much further goes this, depending uh, on how players are doing. Year seven is when it all went is when it went to shit with uh, Klopp at Dortmund. Is this? Well, he's uh, only that he was there. Like it's not like Jose, where Jose is at ten teams, where the third year he does it. If he had one team before this, and he made it seven years, I don't think it's really going to shit. Everybody in Germany gets sold to Bayern, so I don't like him. Maybe because Sadio Mane got sold to Bayern. Are you going to turn to It's Always Sunny and Philadelphia meme where you got the pegs on the board? You're like, man, this is the seventh year. You're going to go crazy about it, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I might. I've just no, I think it's because they're because um, they're old. I think that's because Liverpool yeah. is old, and you're bringing in a lot of uh, different people, especially on offense. You remove Sadio Mane. You remove. Um, uh, well, that was it. Sadio Mane. Bobby Firmino has come back at it, kind of with a vengeance after he Damn was it. almost Damn forgot. Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, Carvalho, I saw about Harvey Elliott. They're playing more minutes than they probably were expecting. Tiago is always injured, which is, uh, which is tough to live with. Kanate gets injured, and he was supposed to be your center back of the future, 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 with Virgil van Dijk. And, I, I think they'll find their way. They played a lot of matches more than anybody else last year, and they um, they had to play later into the season. I'm just we'll see how it impacts them in the long term. But short term, it's not great. But also, you're not in, you know you're not in dire straits at this point. Here's what I'll say: bodes well for them to uh, whether they win the league or not. We'll see yeah. who outside of them, like who who really has looked great, like. I think Everyone, Tottenham's look great. I think Tottenham, Tottenham has actually looked great. Tottenham um, and Man City have looked really good, both of them. Arsenal, I know, was They've undefeated. It kind of helps when you play the th- when you start out the season with the three teams that came up. But that's mo- <laughs> that's motivation. Like that can get you moving. That can get you like. Oh, it it, it on, absolutely you know? can. I'm just I'm all I'm saying is let's let's hold out on crowning Arsenal league champs. You know, oh once God, they- no. Once they played a side that could do something about it, they kind of got embarrassed. But no, no, they're not going to be up there. They're not going to be up there. Um, so cool. Let's move into uh, so a little MLS before we get to ask Bam. Okay, mm, let's, um, let's let's go with um, let's go with Charlotte first. Charlotte. Well, for on Soccer Crush episode, we predicted I predicted a crew win against FC Cincinnati. They predicted an FC Cincinnati win. You predicted a two-two draw, and and what? Right on the money. Right, right on the money. On the money. Sir. It was a two-two draw. That was really good. That, no, that was that was good pickings right there. That was good pickings. That Derek Etienne goal, perfectly onside. It was a piece. It was a blind, masterpiece. Blind squirrel finds a nut eventually. You know. Um, it was it was a great match for considering Columbus looked like crap for over half the match. A 2-2 draw is not bad. That's not a bad result. Getting the goal at the death, too. Oh, that's Steve Marrera goal. It's Oh, first goal is a crew member. Oh. They, mm. they, they we, we, oh, the Frenchman scores the goal. It wins. It wasn't, it was a draw that felt like a win I was for Columbus. Say, that, that's it was a the, draw that felt like a loss to Cincinnati. That's the, that's the old cliche, right? There are draws that feel like a win and draws that feel. Tottenham had, had the Chelsea match this year where they got outplayed the entire game, but yeah. Harry Kane puts a goal in at, at the death and 
hey, we're, we're thrilled. We're walking away with a point here where the game where we got thoroughly outplayed. I think from what I saw, I think that I think it was somewhat similar to that. Now it was I don't think it was as, as lopsided a game as the one with Tottenham and Chelsea was, but you know, Cincinnati played a lot of counterattacking. So they yeah. had they had 40% possession with a goal. They had like half the passes. They were they were they have a really strong attack. You have a really good attacking mm-hmm. midfielder. Um, so no, they they did what they were out there to do, and the crew looked kind of disheveled for two matches in a row. Um, so get and the and they didn't lose either of them. So that tells you something, also. Uh, but I'm only bringing the crew up because you wanted the two two draw. How did that help the fighting the fighting CLTs? Um, it didn't, and here's why: they can't manage to win a game. <laughs> They have lost. You know they beat. Uh, they beat four games ago. They beat uh, NYCFC, who's kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah, um, they are since losing. Um, since losing their, uh, uh, God, uh, Castellanos. Excuse me. Yeah. After losing him, they've kind of. Uh, Charlotte has. I'm actually going to the game. Charlotte's got them this weekend here in Charlotte. Ooh, um, I'll actually, while they're down. I'll be in attendance for that one. So hopefully two hour can... storm delay. Oh, hundred percent. It's also at one o'clock. So Ooh. maybe, maybe we'll see. We might, we might get to play a little soccer this weekend um, hmm. on time. Okay. It's early enough in the day, but we'll see. Yeah. They, they beat them three, one. And since then have lost two, one to Orlando, two nil to Toronto and two nil to Sensi. So they've actually, you know, they've had some results around them. Some of the teams that we've kind of needed to lose or draw have lost and drew and drew. The problem is Charlotte ain't winning games No, And they've in more, I think more concerning is in the last, like those last four games, they lost two nil to Cincy, two nil to Toronto two one to orlando so in three games they've scored one goal mm. like Ooh, that ain't, that ain't gonna get it done um no no you're gonna have they're gonna have to score goals to to try and qualify for the playoffs now they are sitting we got five games left on the schedule for charlotte they're sitting at 32 points in 12th place that being said five games left it's gonna be hard mathematically yeah. they're not out of it yet they're six points behind Cincy in eighth place right now. And you don't play – you play Columbus. That's the only – the Yeah, we have on the uh, schedule left. You have New, yeah. New York, you can – you could win New if York, they're in their current form. Chicago, you could, you could win in yeah. Chicago. Philly, are they going to have anything left to play for? So I think they're in the supporter shield with LAFC. I think they'll they'll keep going. And, then and Red, um, Red Bulls are going to be fighting probably for uh, home field. Crew might even like. Yeah, I mean, you've got some tough teams ahead of you, but yeah. um, you would have liked to see those matches against like Atlanta or New England or Cincinnati. So the matches you're saying that you wish they would have gotten some points out of, they haven't. And though the two two draw, and then you beat Cincinnati. That would have been that would have been great. That would have yeah. jumped yeah. you up like right up there, but you know, but, almost you know, only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Yeah, no, it's it's been it's it's an interesting like they're in an interesting place right now because mm-hmm. you know they they fired their coach midseason in their in their opening year, 
Um, that being said, up until recently, they've been right in the thick of the playoff hunt. I think they've kind of fallen out. I don't think I, I would be extremely shocked if they make the playoffs at this point, just given kind of where they're at. Yeah. They're probably not going to retain uh, Christian Latanzio. He's only the interim. They've never given him the – they've never taken that interim tag off of him. It's more than likely, barring some kind of miracle where they, may, where they sneak into the playoffs. And even then, we'll see. That is a big miracle. Um, they didn't really spend a ton of money at the, I think that's another issue they've really had is they really didn't spend much money at the deadline. Mm. Whereas a lot of teams around them did invest, you know, you got like a Toronto team who I think everybody had left for dead, mm-hmm. but with they the, brought sign, the Italians, just brought the Italians in and all give of the sudden, ball to the Italians. They're, they're right there in the thick of that playoff race. So I think, I think from a fan base standpoint, the fact that they really weren't particularly aggressive, they brought in some players, but they're more like long-term project type players mm-hmm. than guys that you could bring in and kind of help you in that playoff on their best player uh, center back Carujo um, was injured towards ACL. He's out for the, re- was out for the rest of the year. A few games ago, yeah. that's, that's really hurt them as well. And um, into like halfway through next season. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the fan base is, the fan base is in an interesting place right now. Like they're still doing well attendance wise. And I think they'll continue. I mean, they're, they're the, I think they've got the fourth highest attendance in North America hmm. this through this season and the second highest in MLS only behind Atlanta. Um, so the it, it's, and it's a season like I, I interact with a lot of them. I'm in like a Slack chat. I'm in with some other people and there seems to be a lot of, Hey, if we can make some moves, I think there's some players on this team that can help us, mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. Like there's a few really good and Christian Kalina, uh, keeper in particular has been, I think really good for most of the season. So, um, I know there were a lot of people here that were upset when he wasn't, uh, potentially making an all-star team, given he's the only player at uh, Charlotte worth even considering for such a, for such a position right now, but yeah, no, I think, I think they're in an interesting place. You know, we'll see how the, how the rest of their games go um, more than anything. They got to start scoring some goals and they've got to start winning some games. Like, yeah, they were a team that won a ton at home and couldn't do anything on the road. So their home uh, success is really kind of what kept them in that playoff hunt. Those home victories have started to to go the other direction too. All of a sudden, so mm-hmm. once you're not winning at home either, and you're definitely not winning on the road, that's not a formula to uh, make the playoffs. But they are undefeated in games I've attended. They're three and zero in games huh. I've attended that were played, <laughs> and, I am, <laughs> and I am going to a game this weekend. So, oh man, well that's I. I mathematically yes but you like you said recent form unless you know a miracle happens unless they you know something crazy you know they find the like mike shoes on the power line and all of a sudden they're playing like they have superpowers that um they need some help it's it's a mountain to climb but you don't got any hiking boots you're wearing sandals uh let's talk about uh columbus because they are in the playoff race Mm. they're in sixth place with 40 points two above new england um, they've got a game in hand also on um, New York, both New York's Montreal and Philadelphia. Now, the crew are uh, leading the league right now. They've only lost one match in 16. And you think, oh, wow, that's, you know, 
that's good stuff. People are really happy about this and people are really pumped about the crew right now. No, they're not. Uh, It's never happy. Well, that's part of it, but also it's (laughs) the crew have had some draws lately. Um, The Cincinnati draw, that one felt like a win. They had a, they had a draw against Atlanta United that felt like, a loss, but they played like garbage. They were down against actually Cincinnati and Atlanta. They're both down one zero. They look like crap <clears throat> against Atlanta. They come back, they go ahead. They give a big match tying goal. Cincinnati. We just talked about it. They go, they go down a goal. They tie, they go down a goal again. They tie right at the death. <clears throat> Didn't play great in either of those matches. They play against inter Miami who has been surging of late. They list they miss their best probably attacking player in Alejandro uh, Pozuela, but crew beat them one to zero. They play also against the best looking team in the league. Kids aren't bad. No, the kids aren't bad. Uh, then on Saturday, so they win one zero. They play Chicago. Chicago, and this is something that even like Caleb Porter mentioned it after the match, which uh, that'll automatically get anybody in trouble if you talk about Caleb Porter and you're not getting mad at him or insulting him or telling him he needs to be fired or anything. Um, This team was out of the playoffs and they're in a playoff spot now. Pretty like they're in, they're securely in a playoff spot. Um, But I digress. They played against a team in Chicago who shithousery. It was like Richarlison was out there in almost every position. Guys were going to the ground for everything. Guys were holding their face. Replay show they didn't even get touched in the face. They were going to the ground holding their head. Oh, we got to stop the game. Got to stop the game. And some of them, there was like one or two times where it was legit. But five or six times you have these guys going out. And then not to the ref's critique, criticism. One guy was on the far side of the field. He was within a couple feet from the right sideline if the crew were attacking towards the Nordeca. So it's the right sideline. Chicago player goes down. Once he goes up after the trainers have come out and he's been down for a little bit, the ref doesn't tell him walk out like three feet from where you're at. The trainers and him walk the width of the field, (laughs) walk the width of the field to go down where the benches are. But then he comes right back into the game. It's not like he was substituted. He comes right back into the game. A minute later, a guy goes down, not from contact goes down, Oh, we need to bring the tra- bring the trainers out. He, he was shot, Thomas. He was five feet from the goal line. He walks all the way to the middle where the fourth official is. That's... Chicago was doing after the match. Caleb is, was like, "That is some upstand. That is some outstanding uh, time wasting and or shit either." It was extreme time wasting. Uh, like they gave seven minutes of extra time in the second half, and I thought that was too little. I thought that was not enough. And I, this is not like me being a fan when I'm in the media area. I'm pretty unbiased. I can pretty like stay, you know, neutral. Um, I can stay neutral as I'm watching. I thought that like, it may be angry watching Chicago. And then after the match Porter's like, you know, we always, we always play to win. And, you know, sometimes, you know, teams play to draw and he was hinting like they were there for a draw. There was no, they were not attacking on offense. Their attack was awful all night and Columbus had got like nine shots on goal, 20 shots. Um, they were throwing everything and they couldn't score a goal. Also, this is the third match in seven days and nine, I think of the same players played in every single match. Wow. 
And so guys are, I think it was fatigue. You see the final passes were going haywire, the final attempts, and also the goalkeeper, 18-year-old who's going to Chelsea and, and with the fire. He's 18. He's making some of the best stops you'll see from a, an 18-year-old. That's why he's going to the Premier League. It was it was tough, but every time, like whenever they beat Inter-Miami 1-0, to no one gets mad. They're just like people are waiting for a result that isn't a win so they can attack him. It's just they're waiting for him to they're waiting for something to happen so they can attack him. And it's it's exhausting. Like, do you have any fun? Is that fun to for you to just it's like this isn't the Premier League. Columbus is not in relegation battle. They're not firing Caleb Porter with six matches left in the season. They're not firing him. Like, if he makes the playoffs, he's probably staying another year, which is going to make people lose their shit. <laughs> it, it's, it, they want to be right. Like, they want to be the person that's able to say, oh, I said that... Uh, You'd rather lose and be right. Yeah. Oh, I, I said Caleb Porter's a bum. So, hey, look, he lost. I, I got a bum. He sucks. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, they... They they draw more satisfaction from being able to gloat on Twitter that oh I predicted they would be bad this year and oh look they're bad or or whatever so it's they're the guys from uh, Major League who uh, sat out in the audience and and just <laughs> yelled like things at the players and wanted to be right like oh see I told you he sucked like yeah so, too high was Tom was... Arnold was yeah he in the second he was in major Tom league Tom was in two yeah he yeah. wasn't in major league one they they cast it a little higher for the hecklers in major league two um it and and that's not saying like I'm not a Caleb Porter apologist I would say he's doing fine like he's not, you're, you, well, you you're part be. of the, you're part of the media Thomas so you're automatically a uh, yeah they pay me they, they pay me to um I I get paid by the company by the team. They slip me money. They tell me what to say. Um, yeah, I just I and I shared this on pods earlier. I, I'm looking at like the long term of the season, and you were in. You started the year really strong. I think when when you see Lucas is healthy, when he's not healthy, that's where the team usually dips. Is yeah. when he's not healthy because I think a lot goes around him. But when Lucas was out this year, and Caleb adjusted the tactics for Lucas being out. They haven't lost a game when Lucas was out all season. They haven't lost yeah. a single match when he hasn't played. Now, were they all wins? No. But his tactical shift was the reason the crew are even in a playoff spot right now. And the thing is, well, he should be, they should be better. Well, they probably should. They should probably should. But there are other teams that you play on the field every match. And There's- there are others. Like you, you, this isn't 2020 where you know you can go and not win a single away match but just beat teams because you're traveling on the day of win at home, do really well at home and get yourself into an MLS cup like that. Come on. I, I just feel like people, I, it's not enjoyable. It's just not enjoyable. No, I, I, I personally don't get it either. Like I don't understand the point of like, this is sports are to an extent. Now I'm not, I'm also not one of the people that says don't bring politics, blah, blah, blah. This is not that discussion. This is a whole different discussion. But this is isolating the sport. Yeah. Yeah. This is supposed to be something we do for fun, for entertainment, for enjoyment, for something, because let's be honest, our day-to-day lives aren't always the most fun. You know, we go to work, Mm -hmm. we deal with bills and stress and, 
and all that stuff. And one of the ways that we like escape from whatever we're dealing with at the time is, Hey, I'm going to put on a soccer game and I'm going to sit and enjoy it. Or I'm going to go to a game with my friends and hang out. We'll have some beers or whatever. And we'll cheer on the team and and get excited when they do well and kind of commiserate when they don't, but it's, Mm. you know, we're kind of, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's entertainment. It's, it's enjoyment. Like enjoy it. Like I get it. Like you want the team to do well. And I get, you know, do I get upset when teams I care about lose? Of course I do. Yeah. That's just part of it. It's because I care, but man, like if you just want to be a miserable bastard, then go just be a miserable bastard in a place where you don't have to interact with other people. Yeah, and it's uh, even on the weekend, like I'm writing stuff. Well, I didn't really get anything for this, but even when folks are posting like the Chicago supporters, they were pretty loud. There was a small group, but they were pretty loud. And this guy, Ty Fisher, who writes for Massive Report also, he compliments how the team, like the supporters are sounding loud. And he gets like he gets people jumping at him on Twitter and stuff like people who are in the stadium are looking at their phone on Twitter, getting mad at somebody who's just commenting on the sound of away supporters. Like what, like what's you know, the point? Here, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say this to people. If, if you not, not, not you particular, because you, you, you're there to, you're there on business part of the time. If you're a fan and you're going to the, to a soccer game, leave your phone in the car. Seriously, go enjoy. I'm going to get on my old man soapbox for a minute here. <laughs> enjoy the freaking game don't enjoy the I game can because of caleb porter don't don't go and enjoy the game through the freaking lens of your camera because you're taking long ass videos or you're taking a thousand pictures that nobody's gonna look at like be in the moment enjoy the atmosphere enjoy the camaraderie with your fellow you know your fellow fans like mm-hmm. enjoy the the minute to minute like you're it ain't cheap we, no. we all know you're not, you know, you're not going to these games for free. You're not paying, uh, you know, nothing to park or concessions or, you know, if you might go out to eat or go get some drinks before, after, whatever. Like, you're spending money on this. So freaking enjoy it. Why are can't you because of Caleb Porter? That's why all, are you spending time on freaking Twitter in the middle of being in a stadium with, what is what is uh the like nineteen thousand? Yeah, so. like twenty thousand, you know, nineteen thousand other people. Like, man, sing a song. Yeah. Well, they don't sing they don't sing the songs I like. Um that was so that's I think the crew will make the playoffs. Well, they they probably won't host a home match. Uh Caleb says they still a few like there's probably a couple matches away from peaking. I I think if you peak at this time, you could get a home match. I think you could sneak in a home say, match. They're not. They're. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They're with they're New only York. Five. Yeah, New York is five. They're five points behind New York. They play Orlando again. New York's faltering. Columbus has a game in hand on New York. If the, Columbus can actually turn these games in hands into wins, you yeah. could. Um, you could see yourself hosting a match. Probably has a four seed. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to catch <clears throat> Philly or probably not even Montreal. But oh no, but you're playing Red Bulls again. Yeah, and they I mean, you have two games in hand on Red Bulls, so you have a six point swing in one of those two matches. So it's not impossible, it's not Kim possible. I want to make a quick announcement before we move on to if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, it's okay. 
I thought you were going to keep going. Whenever um, you need me, baby. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Classic show, by the way. Will Friedle mm, as yeah. Ron Stoppable. Christy Carlson Romano as, mm. uh, as Kim Possible. And then there was the Naked Mole Rat. She was from Even Stevens, right? She was. Yeah, and he was, of course, Eric on Boy Meets World. Everyone also, Cadet, also the Disney Channel classic disney channel original movie cadet kelly oh i don't remember that one i don't remember that one. i think will Friedle was in another disney classic movie where it was uh, dating the president's daughter i think my, it's called i'm my date with the president's daughter. my date with the president's daughter yeah just look at us just up okay i have an announcement before uh, we get brink to the last is, question brink is the best <clears throat> original movie oh yeah the, the kid who moves to the surfer dude who well, moves no, that's, to Cincinnati. that's johnny tsunami no, this is Brink. He moves to from San Diego to Cincinnati. That's Brink. He's Soul Skaters. <clears throat> He's not in Cincinnati. What movie is that from where the guy goes from... The kid moves from California to Cincinnati and he joins like... He starts rollerblading and they do downhill rollerblading. I don't know. Brink, <clears throat> Brink he, uh, he still lives in SoCal. And his dad needs money. Like his family needs money to pay bills. So he... Uh, basically joins like a corporate sponsored uh, skating team instead of being a hashtag soul skater. Um, and then at the end, his dad's business, uh, or they end up finding a business uh, to sponsor their their team so they can compete in a competition. It's Team Pup and Suds. It's a dog groomer. Hashtag Team Pup and Suds. Um, Sorry, Eric Von Detten. He of the classic uh disney channel stuff what well, movie would... am i i'm thinking of another movie then i'm trying to i don't know I'm trying to find this damn movie maybe it is brink and i'm just i'm just completely no this is a different movie i'm thinking of all disney oh, man. channel movies yeah I'd, i would have to uh I'd have to do someone. Somebody's listening to this and is like shouting the. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably. Was um, Luck of the Irish in Cincinnati? I have no idea. Oh, this is. That, I'm talking about a, Air, the movie is Airborne. I don't remember that one. The movie is Airborne, where the Mitchell Goosen is a California teenager who loves to surf and rollerblade. When his zoologist parents are given a grant to work in Australia, they can't take Mitchell, so they send him to. Hell on Earth, Cincinnati, Ohio, to stay with his aunt, uncle, and cousin Wiley, who will be his roommate for the next six months. At his new school, Mitchell gets on the bad side of the high school hockey players. So he and Wiley endure weeks of torture until they almost learn to get along to team up to beat Central High School rivals in a competition down the Devil's Backbone. It had uh, had Seth Jack Green, Black, a very young it. Seth Green as well, and it had a very young Jack Black also. And Seth Green, Jack Black. Um, oh, it had Edie McClurg. Edie McClurg, the, yeah. The, who's the secretary from Ferris a, Bueller's a righteous, Day Off. He's a righteous dude. He's a righteous dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one had a lot of folks that, you know. Um, anyway, I digress. I had an announcement I wanted to make that got really, really um, derailed. It went airborne. It's on the brink of being completely ignored. Um not anything connected to any of the crew stuff that we were talking about, but I am going to stop writing for massive report at the end of this season, whenever that may end 
I'm not going to write anymore. It's because the way I described it was I felt like I was doing a ton. And then I also felt like I wasn't doing enough at the same time. Um, uh, writing for an SB Nation site, it's great. I mean, I, I wrote for the Ohio State one. And, you know, I've had, I've been with Mass Before for three years. And this is the first year I got paid doing it. But um, it was like the most amount of work for the least amount. Uh, of money and anytime you talk about money especially in this space of writing about teams and stuff the argument is usually from people who give out the money is uh, oh you got it's about the passion it's about the passion so i've been going to press conferences staying at matches four or five hours um for about the end of the season including play if you have playoffs it'll be over 30 match i think it is 31 including the u.s open cup um, <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I just didn't have that, I guess, passion to write about it for, uh, for almost nothing. And just the time away from family, the stress of having uh, the stress of doing it. I, <clears throat> it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't yeah. fun. So I've thought about this anyway. We've talked about this over the, on the pod for the last few years where I've gone some points where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try everything. And I would try all these new things. And now I'm at the point where I need to be much more selective <clears throat> with what I'm doing. So I'm going to still keep writing about basketball. I just feel like it's rekindled something from like when I was a kid. I enjoy doing it. I'm appreciated yeah. for doing it. Um, I That's kind of the road I'm going down. I think the crew, I was mixing up what I enjoyed about it. And it wasn't really covering it. It's more, you know, being with friends and being at tailgates and just hanging out, not even tailgates, but just being with friends and going to matches and taking my kids to matches. I haven't taken them to any since I started writing. Like I'm taking them to any because the uh, COVID pandemic, of course, and then covering them, I can't bring them to the matches at all. So I, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I need to check my priorities and, decided it was time to move on it's not like bad blood i'm sure i might even still write like i'm sure there'll be articles that i'll still write if i'm feeling inspired to write something if i really want to write for the passion of telling a story then that's always there for me but um it's not i'm not leaving on any bad blood like me and pat talked about it and it's different when you're doing something with a full-time job and three kids and a wife and responsibilities and a home and stuff like that it's 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 a lot of work for very little back in terms of not even just pay, but just like appreciation. And it's not for people yeah. who not for people writing on the site because everyone's in the same bucket, but just even like <clears throat> being the butt of jokes and having massive report, you know, working all this way and people like we talked about even before tiny bit, I say it's not connected, but there's a small inkling of everything. Every mistake you make will be amplified and everybody. And then, I understand that to an extent, but it's whenever the personal side of it is completely detached where I'm just like, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So that's that. Then be the breaks. I'm I'm proud of you for, because I know you and I have talked about this a lot. You texted me a lot um, privately, even more so than we talked about on the pod. I know this was not like, an easy thing for you to do. I know this, that was a conversation talking with Pat about it that you'd been kind of working on and kind of building yourself up to for a while. So uh-huh. 
um, I'm proud of you for taking something for yourself saying, you know what, this is the best thing to do for me mm-hmm. for, you know, my family and my situation and not worrying about um, other people, but doing something for yourself. So yeah. that's, um, that's, a, that's a big thing. That's, a, that's really hard. That's not an easy thing to do. It's something I'm work I work on a lot is doing things like for myself because I'm worth it mm-hmm. and you're worth it. So I'm glad that you are, are doing that for yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it. It feels good. It feels yeah. good to finally make the decision. And part of it too is um, <clears throat> like even talking to like my wife, she's like, you can just, you know, you can leave, you know, you can give a month's notice. So like, I also don't want to put anybody in a bad spot. I'm not going to, especially like <clears throat> if I leave, it's all on like Pat and he does Ohio state covered. I'm not going to leave somebody like, Oh, now you have to cover both these teams. And then the, I don't want the site to lose its credentials because we don't have somebody there covering stuff. So I also feel responsible to give people time to like replace me. And it's not like a replacement, like, Oh, it's going to be so tough, but it is hard to get people to do as much work for, you know, nothing. Yeah. It's also, you won't toot your own horns. I will. You're, you're very, I I think you're very good at what you do. Mm. And I think, um, you know, it's going to be tough to, to replace the amount, not only the amount of things you do, but the quality of things that you do. So, you know, good luck with that master report. Checks in the mail. Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate that. So speaking of things, I know you took some time to do something for yourself. One thing that you guys did for us, this week was sent us some questions for Woo. everyone's favorite uh, ask bam segment of the pod it's our favorite bam, bam. segment of the pod and it's i think all of your favorite segment of the pod as well so we've got some fantastic questions um we will start with the uh, instagram questions because we 100 never forget those we've never no. once forgot the instagram questions no. um so Felix, this was a good question. This is an interesting conversation and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Jersey slash kit uh, tucked or untucked? Uh, I think it needs to be untucked. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a small skinny dude, you know, big and I'm big, but I'm sexy. Um, tucking in clothes in general for me is not the most flattering of things for me no, no. For, for a guy with a little bit of a you know a little bit of a gut um that's that's not the most flattering thing in the world so no i'm i'm definitely one who doesn't tuck shirts in unless i absolutely have to anyway so yeah definitely when i'm wearing something that casual to an event where it's going to be hot out and, and all that not only does it look better i also need that airflow hmm yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not, I can't do it. All the reasons that you mentioned, it's just, it's so uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm good on that. Untucked. Plus when I think of a tucked in, like, I think of like the guys you see <laughs> when you watch like NBA games and you see the people with way too money, way too much money that are wearing like an NBA jersey over like a dress shirt. Um, or they're at, like, I always think of Golden State Warrior games. Like during the NBA finals, you always have the dude like, in the collared button-up shirt with the Stephen Curry jersey, like the brand new Steph Curry jersey over it for courtside, just makes I, me. I think vomit. of a Utah Jazz an image from a Utah Jazz game. I saw of Mitt Romney, oh. and like a button-up dress shirt, um, and a, yeah, 
a Utah Jazz jersey, and then uh, only Mitt Romney, by the way, could make a Utah Jazz jersey look bad. <laughs> They've got some of the best, some of the best jerseys all time in the NBA. Uh, even um, they were losing to Jordan, man. Those mountain ones, those oh, purple ones, ones were sick. Those were legit. Those were legit, man. I, I don't, um, I don't hate those. And then he had like his pants pulled like halfway up his chest too. It was just, it was a weird look. So yeah, don't, don't, don't tuck your, uh, don't tuck your kid in. Hashtag Bam cares. <laughs> this segment brought to you by <laughs> uh, kids. Robbie Rogers wants wants to know if there's a mini Bam Fam reunion for FSU LSU football in Orlando next fall. God, no. will you, will you see Robbie? <laughs> I believe there was a little bit of talk from Robbie. Oh, is he uh, trash talking to you a little bit? Was, he was he he had been proved. I think there was just one thing, one post, um, okay. where he said that LSU was going to beat Florida State, and um, yes, Florida State did try to blow that game because you know they're a young team; they they're not used to winning games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they tried to blow that game. But when when the game was on the line, mm. after they gave up what what LSU thought was going to be the game tying touchdown, tell them what happened, Brian. Tell Florida them. State went ahead and blocked that extra point. <sighs> Seminal bait. Seminal bait. Let's go, baby. So uh I watched that game funny enough. I was at a bar watching the AEW All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view mm-hmm. uh, with a group that I watch wrestling shows with here. Um, and I got I that game was on another TV at the bar. And so I, during the course of the, the wrestling show, I would like glance over checking the score. And when there was like lulls in the you know, in between matches and stuff, I'd go over and watch it um that last like three minutes of the game i i just completely ignored whatever match was on and was just like i'm standing over there like by myself like very viscerally reacting as the game like as florida state gives up a what i thought was a game tying touchdown with one second left on the clock um and people i think saw what was going on so they a bunch of people because the match that was on at the time was kind of boring like all of a sudden i've got like a crowd on around me either like talking smack or uh you know giving me shit or you know congratulating me like slapping me on the back and then when they blocked that point um i jumped up and down and started screaming um that's awesome and somebody bought me a beer oh man that's nice good stuff man (laughs) so uh no it was a it was it was a fun little experience um no way now i'm going to orlando no no, I'm not. Why would I go to? If I'm going to Orlando, I'm going to go to Disney World. Yeah, forget that, that. I'll go to Woke Disney World, not to see FSU and LSU play football. Whole place will smell like corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach Sperling, good friend Zach Sperling, he of the uh, Queen Anne's Revenge, Quar, Quar, uh, wants to know why Skyline is top tier dining. Get to the Twitter questions. Get out yeah, of here. It's that's that's some nonsense. Um Skyline is not top tier dining. Uh cinnamon doesn't belong in chili. I think tier is in T E A R. <clears throat> that's a top tier for me. You'll be crying when you're in the bathroom later. Mm, explosive. <laughs> so moving on to the Twitter questions. Uh our good friend uh Tanya Carmen. Why does it always have to rain over holiday weekends? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It rained all day Sunday. Not great for Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, I we don't get out much, so I'm fine with it. I like some rain. 
it just makes me think of uh, a, a Jack Handy bit where he's talking about, uh, I think, a funny thing. If a kid ever asks you uh, why it's raining, you should tell them that God is crying and it's because of something they did. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. That's uh, one of those things I always think of when people ask, like, why does it have to be raining today? It's like, well, it's God crying probably because of something you did. Um, <laughs> Homer asked an interesting question here. Good buddy, Homer, who... Oof, uh, his trees blew a 3-2 lead, blew a 2-0 lead to a really bad Bournemouth team over the weekend. I mean, a team that just lost 9-0. Yeah. Sorry about that, Homer. Um, If vehicles were rendered obsolete and you were forced to only travel everywhere using one of the following, which would you choose? Tricycle, unicycle, skateboard, razor scooter, razor scooter easy for me to say or a pogo stick um i would kill myself but a skateboard i'm playing a lot of tony hawk pro skater lately there we go uh, oh actually i just turned it on free skate and i let my four-year-old play just so he can do it for like 10 15 minutes and i can get some goddamn peace and quiet and you can do you let him listen to goldfinger while he does it Oh yeah, I turned the volume up. He's got to get some good music in him. So we got Here Suicide Machines, uh, Goldfinger. Yeah, got a, to what I have. He's listening to Bad Religion as he's uh, playing Tony Hawk. But uh, yeah, he's Kareem Campbell. Kareem Campbell, always the same skater. Just go. Big, he wants to do flips and jumps and stuff. So go for it. Big Kareem Campbell fan, huh? Okay. Well, Chad Musco is who I played with when I was younger when the game first came out. But um, Kareem, I was I was in the middle of beating it with multiple people, and he was the next person I was playing with. And it just so happened that he was the character on the main screen when Jameson started playing. And I have not played that in months, in months. But, I was always an Andrew Reynolds guy. Really? But, uh, no, I was firmly in Camp Chad Muska. I would do Chad, maybe Tony Hawk a little bit if I was trying to do like half pipe. But Chad Muska was, I always like the guys who were more street, you know, the grinding. Yeah. Yeah, guys who could grind really well. I like those guys. Those are my favorites. That's why I, also, I like Kareem Campbell. Yeah, I was also a Rune uh, Rune Glyphberg fan because of I thought mm. just the Christ Air was yeah. like the coolest, like yeah, coolest looking sweet. move. Um, so you're going skateboard. I am gonna go with the unit with the tricycle rather, mm. and here's yeah. why: I have no sense of balance whatsoever. <laughs> so the That's tricycle- why I said I kill myself. You can kill yourself with me. So I'm not hipstery enough to ride a unicycle. No. Um, Do you have an owl tattoo? I mean, you can have an owl tattoo and pogo stick with some charcuterie I while you listen to the F1 race. I don't have any tattoos currently. Um, so yeah, I would go with the tricycle. Second place is probably the Razor scooter because just again of these, it's probably the easiest to balance. Uh-huh. Um. I would another one I would add to that is a bird. I guess I guess these all have to be self-propelled, so we couldn't throw like one of those bird scooters in here with it because it's yeah, that's cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I mean, I'm a cheater, Thomas. My dad, one of the things my dad taught me when I was a young man was uh, work smart, not hard. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see what other what other wonderful questions did you guys ask us. 
Um, you guys really didn't ask us a lot of questions today, did you? Yeah, you did. There's a lot. You have to go through notifications. Uh, let's look and see. We got a question from uh, from Felix. Who Burp. is from Felix, the, the great Felix? Who is the worst soccer play-by-play announcer and the worst color commentator? We know Arlo White or is the worst play-by-play announcer. He's the worst, like, period, end of sentence. That's it. Done. Uh, Lee Dixon. Lee Dixon is the worst. He's a color commentator, though. Yeah, well, he's the worst. Well, that was part of the question. Okay, so I'll do the first half. And coincidentally enough, they work together. Maybe Lee Dixon was just awful, not just because he's an Arsenal fan, Bryant, but because he was alongside of Arlo. Maybe that's why. No, it's mostly the Arsenal thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's our answer. Um, and then uh, soccer talk lads. <laughs> this one, this one requires a lot of explanation, but this I'm is- going to do my, um, we'll read the question and then I'm going to do my Lucille Bluth. <laughs> uh, how is there a backstage fight in AEW and Eddie Kingston isn't even around? Um, so this all goes back to, so first of all, the Eddie Kingston reference, uh, Eddie Kingston is a wrestler in All Elite Wrestling. He was in an altercation with another wrestler by the name of Sammy Guevara. Uh, basically, he didn't like something that Sammy said in a promo, didn't run it by him first, said something negative about him. With regards to his physique, Eddie Kingston is not built like what you would consider a traditional professional wrestler, but he's a badass. He's absolutely, he's an incredible promo really good wrestler and he is one of those guys who you believe every word he says he's got this like believability about him he was in a match a few months a couple months ago now it was like a big street fight thing very a lot of weapons and blood and all that stuff at one point he came running out with a can of gasoline and a lighter like he was going to light somebody on fire i've been watching wrestling my entire life okay I know he's not going to actually light somebody on fire. They wouldn't do that. But there was a, this dude is that bully is like that believable of a promo where there was like a split second where I was like, is he actually going to light this dude on fire? And then I was like, oh, come <laughs> on, dude. Like he, he gets you to suspend your disbelief. So that's, that's the Eddie Kingston. So essentially what happened is CM Punk, uh, a pretty well-known wrestler was a big, big name back in WWE had a long hiatus away from wrestling uh, came back to all elite wrestling last year, um, won the world heavy, won their heavyweight title a while back, then got hurt, had to relinquish the title was in a match with, uh, John Moxley last night, in the main event at all elite wrestling's pay-per-view. He won the match after the match. He had some really negative things to say about some of the people in charge at all elite wrestling in the press CM Punk did or the CM Punk did. Yes. Um, Eddie Kingston. The reason he brought up Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston is just kind of known as a hothead. Eddie Kingston has nothing to do with this actual situation. Uh, Punk said some negative things in particular about a few of the other wrestlers who are also uh, executive vice presidents of the company. Uh, They came to say, Hey, you shouldn't be saying these kinds of things public. There was an altercation. He threw a punch for real. Um, a chair was thrown. Um, someone else was bitten in the altercation. There is a lot of speculation online. That this could all be just in a la- very elaborate wrestling storyline. It's really looking like it's real and not at all that 
So eight, all elite wrestling puts on a far superior wrestling product from just a wrestling standpoint to the WWE right now. There's a lot of questions about how they're being run. Uh, being run sounds like well. WCW. It sounds like yeah, they're it's they're off the rails. Into, they're getting into some of so we'll see. It's been just a complete shit storm all over uh like wrestling, social media, wrestling Twitter, and mm. I'm in a uh, a Slack group with the wrestling folks that I uh that I watch wrestling with, and and there's been not this has been the entire topic of conversation for like the last two days. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting situation. It's been a lot of drama. Again, I, I think it's real. I don't think this is part of an elaborate storyline, but if it isn't like this, if this is all a hugely elaborate storyline, bravo, because you, uh, you have got somebody who considers themselves pretty intelligent about that thing to, uh, to believe every word. So good on you. Good on you, WD, if you are doing that. More to come on that, and uh, I appreciate that that was brought up by the soccer soccer talk lads. Didn't know I had a fellow wrestling fan over there, so be on the lookout for our uh, spinoff podcast of the Bryant and Me crossover soccer talk lads wrestling podcast. Really rolls off the tongue there. Wrestling talk lads and me, but you're going to be the and me this time. Um, We got some more questions. Soccer noob said, "Come again." Congratulations on your hundredth episode, soccer noob. And more importantly, person noob. Congratulations. They're recording their 100th episode here soon. <gasps> Congratulations. Go listen to Soccer Noob at Soccer Noob USA. Keep scrolling down the notifications. You'll find it. Um, Brian, that one wants to see Brian. Felix, what other teams would you like to see BSG play for other than the Chicago soccer athletes? She would do well in an Arsenal kit. Nah. Um, no, none of that. Bring her to bring her over to Liverpool. Um, we'll take her at Spurs. She can play with Riley Foster. They played together at college. So. They got and that connection. Canadia. And for Canadia. Felix, again, what happened to the whole club cup competition? Would you like some help with it? If you want to put the standings together every week and we can tweet them out, I will. I would love to do that, Felix, because I think that's a really awesome idea. Um, it was actually Tony over here who lives here in Columbus, a uh, member of LFC Columbus. He does their social media stuff. He does a great job. It was his son's idea. Um, so all the credit goes to him, but I liked doing it. It's just, it took so much time and I was in college. I was a full-time student then. And even now I don't have any more time. So there's no, how did, real. I, how did I miss all these? Okay. Cause you didn't scroll down enough. It's all good. So Felix, if you want to, this weekend, if you want to start putting the standings together, um, look back through the old whole club cup rules and stuff. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm up for it, man. I'm up for it. Uh, Mike Slutson at Mike Hudson sucks tries to think of something that you won't answer before the ask bam segment. What's your favorite official MLS hashtag for 2022? Ooh, let's look at these. Um, I'm going to pick TFC live. Cause I love that. It says live on there. Makes me think of Saturday night live. So we're going to do TFC live. I dupe think, is the worst one. Cause I think dupe is just stupid. I don't I know, know what it's about. So yeah, I, I don't even know what that means. It's for the uh, union, Philly union. For, well, yeah, I know it's for them. I just have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I like everyone in, but it's just the in for Nashville. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's it's not bad. Uh, hashtag hold it down. That's cool, but you don't know who it's for. Yeah, no, but it's Some cool. You don't know, like you don't know who it's for. Like let's fly. That's eh, stupid. <clears throat> um, Crew 96 is pretty classic. classic. Like they're not trying to do anything. They did the, the four Columbus. They did the uh, or um, 
they did the Columbus with the 96 in the middle, like the Columbus. They did try to do that one a couple years ago, which um, it was together. That's what it was. They put the 96 in the middle of together. That was a horrible, that was a horrible hashtag. But I used it on every tweet massive report just to piss off Pat Murphy. It's, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm partial to for the hashtag for the crown, but, hmm. you know, that's, that's just me. Okay, I'm seeing where these questions are now. Chicago Local 134 asks, what is something you used to believe that you have since discovered is untrue, and now you wish you could talk yourself into believing it again? Mm. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is good. I was going to say something along the lines of, like, that life is fair and that you can like <laughs> accomplish anything if you just try hard enough, but you'll do. Um, oh yeah. My Santa Claus. That's, that's probably less depressing than my answer. Um, <laughs> Brian, the uh, aforementioned and beloved Brian Lenoy uh, once has a few questions here. Jam or jelly? Um, jam. I like jam too. It's a little more texture, a little more. Better consistency, yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite flavor of, we'll say jam in this case? Strawberry. I'm a grape man. Oh, even for jam? Okay. I uh, look look grape jam. I also do enjoy, um, we had some blackberry jam recently. They're going to say something like hipster. We had watermelon jam or some shit. Um, Also pepper jam. Like some hot, hot pepper jam. Mm. Okay. Okay. I can see that on a savory kind of kick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who do you want to see for the next crew coach? Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm going to go with Caleb Porter. <laughs> Brian, listen to the crew segment. <laughs> next question. Is we Robbie... talked about this. Brian, we, 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 Brian and me, not Bryant, Brian and myself, we have talked about Caleb Porter quite a bit. But never in like hostile terms. We always talk about him. So it's all good. Is uh, is Robbie okay after the LSU block kick? I don't think Robbie's okay, period. <laughs> so I, I think we're safe there on all correct, grounds. Yeah. Correct answer. Also good goals. Uh, number five, what was Mercedes thinking pitting the way they did on Sunday? I, I have a bigger problem with AlphaTauri and Red Bull competing against each other, where you have Lewis in a good position to kind of battle and then Yuki Sonoda, his engine, oh, my God, are the tires loose? Oh, no. When Red Bull is, you know, losing ground. I just think it's a really convenient virtual safety car and, there uh, that slowed down the race. Vet, who, who, did Vettel, who did Vettel get coming out of the uh, – Was it? Didn't, didn't he block Hamilton, too, coming out of the pit? I think so. I think that was what Hamilton was mad about, yeah. So yeah. there were a lot of um, circumstances that looked, sounded like Hamilton was actually in it. Like he was catching up and he was cutting into – max's lead and um a team owned by red bull which they say oh we're two independent teams get that out of here we need to have audi or porsche come in and get rid of alphatari we don't need to you shouldn't have this one person own two f1 teams that's such yeah, a conflict that, it's such that a conflict it's pretty asinine it's shysty mcgillicuddy um next question Who's your favorite team in MLQ? This is from Matt Morris. Major League Quad Ball, which used to be Major League Quidditch. They I'm changed looking. their name because J.K. Rowling is an awful human being. Um, so many levels. Cleveland Riff is my team because anytime Cleveland has a team, damn right I'm going for them. So the Cleveland Riff. Apparently the Charlotte Aviators are a team that exists. 
So I'm, there you gonna, go. I'm going with the Charlotte Aviators. Just I, don't I'm, pick those defending champs, Austin. Don't be a front runner. Well, I mean, I've got a local club here. Ooh, the, the, actually, that Charlotte Aviators logo is pretty rad. <laughs> it's it's just like a one of those like biplanes, like yeah. the old school like crop duster type biplanes. Oh, nice! I crop dust. <laughs> I crop dust. Play, I crop dust with the best of them. Um. All right. Now we move to the Frank Frank uh, section uh, questions. I from guess there we can ins- get through these quickly. From their inception, no teams from the last five years. Who's the most irrelevant club in MLS? Um, I would say um, Real Salt Lake. I was going to say Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, Vancouver is good. I, I always forget they exist. So we'll do Vancouver. He says, "I already know the answer, and I don't pay attention to the MLS." Frank knows everything. Us, you can tell so, us what your answer. So was. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you could turn the MLS and do more European soccer, would you? Say each time zone slash Pacific area would have their own league of 12 to 20 teams. The MLS cut would become the champions league. That just, that sounds insane. Sounds like a lot of work. Um, I don't hate the idea, but um, I don't need American soccer more like European soccer. Um, if you could make any magical slash mythical fictional story real and be able to partake in it, what would you choose? He says, Pokemon edges out Harry Potter. I'm going to say Star Wars. I would love to fly in space and do that kind of stuff. I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, I'll go with Star Wars. I would uh, I would go with, I like the Harry Potter call. Mm. Like the magic powers, like to find out I'm actually like special. And I'm, you know, I'm a wizard. Like Knowing me, I wouldn't have any of those powers and I'd just be a a, a dirty human a muggle yeah muggle um frank also wants to know if you were starting an nwsl club and you could have any one player to start it with who would you choose um this, this is really easy for oh me. that's a, you go first uh trinity rotten yeah i was thinking that but also i'm trying to think of like a leader too and I don't, I don't know enough about Trinity. I don't know about, enough about Ebony to see if they're like leaders on their teams. Just I can see Ebony moving around a bunch, so that'd be tough for her to be a leader there. But I would like somebody who is both a leader slash really good at what they do. Um, uh, that's tough. That's really tough. I don't know. Uh, maybe if I... I'll just pick Ebony Sam and build around her. You can bring in a leader. And then uh, I think the final question, this is this, I think this one's going to inspire some debate. Uh, what is the best little Debbie snack? D E B B I E, not Y at the end. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, well, how the question was, I don't know if there's like a little Debbie down in Alabama who makes her own treats, but the ones that are in my grocer's uh, checkout line, I'm going to pick um, Fudge Rounds. Ooh, fudge. You know, when was the last time you had a fudge round? They have them at my at Meyer over here. They do the they do the double stack fudge round. You know, I haven't had a double stack fudge round in a long time. We bought a we bought a box of fudge rounds recently. Just like the regular ones, they were kind of dry. 
Like they weren't, they weren't, mm. they were kind of disappointing. You need more of that cream inside. That's why if you get the yeah. double one, like I've never had a dry, maybe just because it's not sitting in the box and it's like, I don't know, the double, the double stack fudge round is good, but also I'm not going to turn down a zebra cake. Zebra cakes are strong. Mm. What's your favorite? Um, I have two that haven't been mentioned, so this is fun. Um, I would have to choose either a a nutty bar, but specifically a nutty bar that's been put in the freezer. Okay. And my other one, because I'm um, uh, like a 60 year old man at heart, I love an oatmeal cream pie. Okay. I like, I just, I love the texture. Like I'm an, I love a good oatmeal cookie, not an oatmeal raisin cookie. Raisins are trash. But um, like a good oatmeal cookie because of the texture, like it's yeah. a textural thing. So the oatmeal cream pie is is fantastic. So I just think like the the nutty. I like a nutty bar. I don't put it up high because it's it's a messier little Debbie snack. Like is it like the crunch inside? Like I don't need it. I don't need my food to like be falling apart. I just want to eat it. And like the the zebra cakes and the fudge round, I put the oatmeal cream pie in this category too. Like the softer, it's just like mm-hmm. you take a bite and you're like, oh, damn, that's good. Like you, there's no work involved. It's just like soft, like, oh. Swiss rolls. Another one. I love a good Swiss roll. Have mercy. Um, there's no wrong. Let's. There's no wrong answer. Uh, Star crunch is quite good. Star Crunch good. Even the coffee cakes. I can yeah. even do the coffee cakes. Those are I mean, good too. I'm not turning down any of them. Let's be what, honest. No, like what no, what no. Get out of here. No, no one's turning down little Debbie. <laughs> or her uh larger cousin, uh large Deborah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, Lord of Mercy. Uh, I saw gosh. I saw a meme with that somewhere. I just thought it was it was like a, a picture I feel like i've seen that too or but no, she's that's... like but she's like really fat and it's, it's like her cousin large deborah that's a cards against humanity thing too there is a card that said little debbie's sister large deborah there's a there's a cards against humanity card that says there that. you know what now that you say that's that, where i've seen it that is that's exactly where that's from too i've seen the meme version of it too online where somebody probably just adapted the cards against humanity so that that's i think all the questions unless uh unless you saw one that i missed but no i think that's it let's bring it home so on that note guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show thanks so much for sending us all your questions we had a lot of fun bringing back those questions hopefully we'll uh we'll bring that back in the future please uh interact with us you can send us those questions on social media we're at bryant and me on both instagram and twitter i do most of our work on twitter but you know we'll post on instagram from time to time uh you can follow thomas on both platforms at one thomas costello follow all the all the good things he's writing as as previously mentioned he'll no longer be writing for massive report but he'll be covering uh ohio state women's sports right should be doing basketball and soccer um, no, the soccer, I reached out for media credential in the off season and they oh. said, Oh, we'll get back. We'll get, we'll reach out to you in the fall. And they never did. And it's kind of good. Cause I, I would probably not be able to put everything I could into it just with okay. like, I don't want to wear myself thin. So I am, um, if there are stories that intrigue me, like I wrote about the rugby team there, like if there's stuff that catches my attention, I'll try to go out and like do a feature on it. But, um, basketball is just like the focus right now. So we'll, 
pay attention. I know t- is it tomorrow that they're announcing the women's basketball schedule for the Big Ten? Yeah, Wednesday at noon. So I'm sure there'll be stuff about that. And then once you have the schedule, a lot more stuff will be flown from there. I've also done some stuff with the Columbus Sports Commission. I wrote this. Uh, that article uh, this, was good. The oh, the basketball, women's basketball history one. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff, um, stuff I didn't know about women's basketball here in Columbus. So that was uh, – that was a good one. I put a lot into that one. That was fun. Um, that, that was one where I started writing it and I just couldn't stop. So yeah, um, that, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, no, continue. Thank you for plugging. Yeah, absolutely. And you can follow me. I am on Twitter at pickle chips with two S's replace the eyes with ones. And you can follow me on Instagram at pickle chip, replace the eyes with ones on there as well. Um, please uh, leave us a review wherever you get fine in not so fine podcasts where, mm. you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts, leave us a review. Tell us uh, that we suck in the review. As long as you leave five stars, if it's particularly creative, Hey, we'll read it on the show. We haven't got one in a while. So yeah, guys, get, get out there and leave us those reviews. We uh, appreciate you telling your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, you, you guys know the drill. Tell people about the podcast. We appreciate it. Spread the word. Hmm. Yeah. Spread the good word. Um, we would love every single one of you to please take care of yourselves. Please take care of your physical health as well as your mental health. You guys are all 100% important. You matter to every single one of us. Please, we love every one of you. Please take care of yourselves. Definitely. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. And we will see you next time on the next great episode of Brian and Me. Yeah, adios.